Buck Rogers in the 25th century. And the shower of silver dollars from Popsicle Pete's money box. Thrilling adventures of Buck Rogers have taken us far away from the amazing super scientific world of the 25th century, far out into the great void of outer space. For Buck, Wilma, and Dr. Hewer, you remember, are hot on the trail of the arch criminals, Killer Kane and Ardela, flying at top speed in their rocket planes toward the far off planet Pluto. But the ship being used by the two criminals is identical with that of our friends, and that means that. But wait, let's pick up our story in the control cabin of Buck's spacecraft. Here we go. Five hundred years into the future. Wilma, can you still see Kane's ship on the viewplate of the teleradioscope? No, Buck. He said there's too much cosmic dust in the way they've gained on us. Oh, we're still automatically following them, though, Buck. Yes, the Doctor? The analyzer's picking up a clear trail of rocket gas. Good. But now, look here on this sky chart. Yes, Buck? This proves what I've suspected. Oh, you've charted our course on it. Yes, sir. Wilma, the two criminals are headed for one of the black planets. Oh. Or I should say planetoids that lie out near the orbit of Pluto. Good night. Yes, sir. Not so good. Uh, but you and Wilma were out there among those black planetoids once before. Yes, sir. And according to your reports about them, they're composed of a substance that absorbs light to such degree that it reflects none. In other words, Doctor, they're practically invisible. Mm. Unless you get them between the sun and yourself, you can't see them at all. Even then, they just look like a dark blur against the glare of the sunlight. And I take it that there's grave danger of running into one of them before you can even see it. Not only that, but if you get close to one of them, its terrific pull of gravity is likely to make you crash on it. I see. But the real danger is not in the planetoids themselves. No? Oh, sir. Didn't you see the pictures I had taken with a telemagnetic recorder camera? Uh, of the gigantic bird. Yes, Doctor. Space birds flying all around out there. Yes, that's right. Well, we have the protection of our long-range disintegrator. Oh, just the same. If a couple of dozen of them hove into sight, we'd have a pretty hot time on our hands. Doctor, some of those birds must have a wingspan of three or four hundred feet. Oh, what? That's right, sir. The only reason we took pictures of them was because we knew it was the only way you'd believe us. Their power of flying around in space is what I can't understand. You know, without air to flap their wings against. Wasn't, wasn't there anything to indicate how they propel themselves? Only little streams of fire coming from the tips and edges of their wings. Oh. How can they breathe in the vacuum of outer space? <laughs> we're flying around in space and managing to breathe without any difficulty, aren't we? Sure, but we're inside the hull of a rocket plane with a mechanical system to supply air for us. Isn't it just as logical to conclude that in the case of the gigantic birds, all Mother Nature has made the same sort of provision that we've had to make scientifically and mechanical? Well, maybe so. Wait, look. Huh? I can see Kane's ship on the teleradioscope again, oh. and we're gaining on it. I'm kidding. Well, yes, I, I believe you're right, Wilma. I'm sure of it. I don't see why the two ships being exactly the same. It's because Buck polished the stern of the ship by turning on the heat ray. Yes, sir. By making a shiny surface of it, the rays of the sun, millions of miles in back of us, reflect on it and actually help to push us along. It doesn't seem possible. It wouldn't be possible except in this vacuum out here. But we're certainly gaining on Kane. Okay. Well, if it's humanly possible, we've got to prevent those two from reaching one of the black planetoids. Not only because they could hide from us so easily... But because of the danger in navigation... That's all right if we can catch up with I'm him. I'm before... not sure that we'll be able to. So listen. You're going to radio to Kane? Yeah. Calling Killer Kane. Buck Rogers calling Killer Kane. What are you going to say to him? Well, Rogers, how's my old friend? Never mind that, Kane. We have more important things to talk about. 
I can't imagine anything important that I'd have to talk about with you. Kane, ever since you took off from Enceladus, we've been on your trail. What's more, we have a rocket plane that's just a little bit faster than yours. You think so? I'm sure of it. That means that in a very short time now, we'll overtake you. In other words, if you stop and think about it, the only sensible thing for you to do is to head back for Earth. Oh, I see. That ship of yours is running low on fuel, and huh? you're getting worried about whether you'll be able to keep up with us much longer. Not a bit of it. The whole thing is simply that we're bound to get you sooner or later. And you may as well save yourself as much trouble as possible. Listen, Rogers. The ship you're in is identical in every respect with this one. Same size, same streamlining, same rocket projectors, same everything. You'll never catch up with us, and you know it. That's so? Well, suppose you look back and see how much we've gained on you just in the short time we've been talking by radio. Oh. Rogers, I want to tell you something. Well? If by any chance you should catch up with us, you'll never take us alive. Heroics, Kane. Forget them and think it over. Why, you... Well? No. No, but he'll fight for the grand. I only hope that he doesn't realize... What's given our ship the greatest speed and do it himself? No, I don't think so. Look. Huh? Something black is stringing up the stern of his ship. Yes, I see. Yes. I wonder what it could be. Because the continuous maximum flow of power from his rocket tubes is jammed. And it isn't coming out of the tubes, Wilma. Focus the teleradioscope closely to bring out a tail. Right. There you are. Fuck, that's Altonium. The heavy material these ships carry for balance. Why is he unloading it that way? Lightning this ship won't give him any more speed, will it? Not a bit. Here in space, it has no weight anyway. Then what's the idea? I don't... Wait. Huh? I think I know what he's trying to do. What, but? You see, that stream of ultronium dust is traveling directly backward along the hull. Yes, sure. His forward motion makes it travel back that well, way. Well, what it does is provide an element for his rocket blast to push against. You're right, Buck. And he's picking up a little additional speed. Not very much, though. And there, there goes the last of the ultronium. Oh, I hope it doesn't give him enough speed to keep ahead of us. Oh, sir... Take a lot more than that to keep us from catching him. Before you can reach one of the black planetoids? Well, I... Uh, I'll recoil energy projector. Yes, sir. Turn it back, and it will push against the rocket exhaust. Sure, sure. That'll give us more speed. Why didn't we think of that before? Turn it on, Buck. Right, sir. There. Just let Killer Kane try to stay away from us now. force ray to the rocket certainly did the trick. There, we're pulling up on Kane and Ardella now, all right. Yes, I can see it through this bowl with the tunnel glass window. But say, Buck. Yeah? That doesn't seem to be getting awfully hot in here. Yeah. Couldn't be anything wrong with the air conditioning unit, could there? No, according to these dials, everything's okay. It's getting hot, though. Maybe there's a leak in the insulation around one of the rocket tubes. I'm going to take off my flying jacket. Uh, what could be doing it, Doctor? Only for the insulation around the rocket tube, it would show up that... Wait. Look. What, sir? Look ahead at Kane's ship. Yeah? He's using a thermic radiation projector on it. But we have a hollow, a hollow solidum curbium around it. It still won't prevent heat from slowly seeping in by simple radiation. And the closer we get to Kane, the more we'll feel that heat ray. Yes. Yes. Just look at this thermometer. What's it say? 38 degrees centigrade. It's about 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Run the ventilating system at maximum lock. Maximum now, Doctor. Goes up automatically. 41 degrees centigrade. Change our course. After all, we've been through to catch up with him. Oh, I'm 
Yes, sir. Buck, heat is awful. I don't think I can stand it much longer. A few, a few more minutes, and we'll be able to hook on the cane ship with the magnetic grapples. We'll be, we'll be burned alive before we can reach it. Buck. No, no, sir, well, We've got to keep on. We've got to, that's all. Well, I admire Buck's spirit, but it looks to me as though the odds are pretty much against them. I will be back with you in a minute, so sit tight and hear a few words from your favorite announcer. <laughs> <laughs> 